Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. Well, it was uh, after a long day of work. I was driving home and I turned into the front driveway of our home, our 500-meter home. Oops. At our 500-meter driveway, and uh, awaiting out front the home was my brilliant and beautiful wife with all our children lined up from oldest to youngest, 11 in all. We had enough children for our own soccer team. Uh, so they stood as a kind of testimony to our uh, fecundity, if you will. And uh, I was looking forward to unwinding Uh, in my pool after dinner for a nice little swim, and perhaps after that, taking a little dip in my pool of money in the basement of my home. Now, uh, such was the kind of vision I had at one point uh, for my life, right? I, I wanted to be a husband, and I wanted to be a father. I wanted to be rich and successful, a C-level executive of sorts, But now look at me. I'm poor, I'm celibate, and I'm celibate. (laughs) Things didn't quite go according to the way I had planned. And I had this dream of kind of who I wanted to be, but I never took the time to ask God, God, who are you calling me to be? I never asked God the question of my particular vocation. I never asked God how he was calling me to serve him in the world. Now, perhaps you've grappled with a similar question, like, God, uh, what do you want me to do with my life? Or you've asked yourself the question, what am I supposed to be when I grow up? Or what am I called to do with my life? Or what am I put on this earth to do? All of these questions are questions of vocation. We're continuing our preaching series uh, called Your Calling, which is a preaching series about vocations. Last week, Deacon David explained to us the sort of etymology of that word. Vocation means, uh, comes from the word to call. It's a sense of a calling that has been placed on our lives. It's the way that God has called us to serve him in the world. Now, the church talks about kind of four main vocations, the capital V vocations, if you will. These are the four primary ways that God calls each and every one of us to serve him in the world. One of these four categories, they are marriage, priesthood, single life, and religious life in no particular order. But God has called each and every one of us to serve him uh, in one of these states of life. That's the capital V vocation. But there's also the kind of small v vocation. That question we ask ourselves every day, you know, like, what am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to do today? Uh, Perhaps uh, you're asking yourself that question as we speak. Perhaps you're trying to decide what you need to, what you should study in school. Or you've just graduated and you're trying to figure out what's next for you. 
Perhaps you've come to a point in your life where you're considering a, a career move or a career change and you're, you're asking, what am I supposed to do? Or you've become an empty nester or you just retired or your marital, situ- marital situation changed and you find yourself asking that question. What am I called to do? What am I supposed to do? What's next? Now, whether you're discerning the capital V vocation or the small v vocation, the approach as Christians, as followers of Jesus, uh, it's the same. And it's such an important question we need to to get right. But I want to let you in on a little secret. Most people approach this question backwards. I know because that's how I approached it. And I see it all the time in the conversations that I have. Now, uh, if we want to go at this the right way, well, where do we turn? Well, we turn to the Word of God. I want to turn to our second reading from Ephesians, uh, which is written by St. Paul, and it's filled with all kinds of, uh, it's jam-packed with content on purpose and destiny and calling. And I want to talk about his approach a little bit more, see what we can glean from his wisdom. Now, it's not easy to understand, uh, All 11 verses that we heard are one long run-on sentence in the original Greek. So I know you English professors or teachers would be kind of rolling your eyes at that, frustrated. But there's so much good stuff here if we just kind of slow down a little bit. Now, most of us, like I said, approach this question of what I'm called to do in the wrong order. Right? To say, what am I called to do? That's the kind of mission question. That's the, that's the question, like, what has God placed me on this earth to do? And, and that's the starting place for most of us. We want to know, what am I supposed to do? But that's not our starting point. You see, our first call, before we're ever called to do anything in the world, we are called into a relationship with God. Our first call is into a relationship. See, St. Paul, he says this, God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. Just think about that for a second. Before God ever created anything, from all eternity, he called you to be holy and blameless before him in love. He's called you into this relationship of love. He's chosen you for himself. And so before we ever get to that question about what am I called to do, our first call is into a relationship with God. But then there's another step before we get to the mission. See, our next call is into our identity. Our next call, our second call is into identity. Paul says this, God destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ. Now, uh, destiny in the biblical sense of the term doesn't mean fate. Uh, It means what God intends for us. And of course, we're free to respond uh, to, to what God invites us to or decline it. But God has called each of us. He has called you to be his child, 
to be his beloved son or daughter, to receive his love and his life as his precious child. And so our second call is into our identity as sons and daughters of God. And then, finally, when we've got those two pieces right, then God calls us into mission. See, St. Paul puts it this way, in Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes, so that we might live for the praise of his glory. See, we are destined according to his purpose to live for his glory. You see, you and I, you might have had a sense in your life that, yeah, you've been called to make a difference in the world. You've been called to something special, that there's, there's something special about who you are with your particular gifts and the place and time you were born, that you are called to make a difference, and you are. Because when you do that, you bring glory to the name of God. So you are called to something greater. You are called to a purpose. You are called to a mission. But the problem is that we want to skip right to that question. We miss uh, what comes in between and what comes first. You see, it begins with our relationship with God. Then it moves into our identity, our call into our identity, and then our call to mission. See, the foundation of every vocation lies in our relationship with God. And it's only in the context of that loving relationship that we discover who we are. And from that emerges a call to serve God in the world. Now to kind of uh, paint the image of, of why this would be a problem to do it backwards, I'll give you an example. Imagine you wanted to get married. Well, what do people normally do? You, you meet somebody, you start dating, you get to know them really well, you get to know who they are and who you are, and you kind of fall in love, and then you get married. Well, imagine you did it backwards, okay? Imagine you wanted to get married, so you went on a hunt for that perfect specimen. You were walking down the street one day, kind of strutting your stuff, and suddenly, across the street, you saw that person waiting at the bus stop. Cupid's arrow strikes your heart, and suddenly, you're pierced with these pangs of desire, and, and the, the heavens open, and the light strikes their perfect features in just the right way. And suddenly, you hear that song. You know that song I'm talking about. Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers, you know? Whoa, my love, my darling, I've hungered for your touch, right? Your eyes locked in that internal embrace as you cross the street. And without speaking a single word, you drop to your knees and pop the question, Will you marry me? What do they say? I'm just trying to get to Dollarama, right? Right, because that's not what happens. 
People don't just get married and then get to know each other. No, the, at least in, our West, in the Western culture, people meet each other. They fall in love. They develop this relationship. They get to know who each other are. And from that emerges this call into marriage. And yet, isn't that kind of what we do when we just wake up one day and we ask ourselves the question, what am I called to do? God, tell me where I'm supposed to go, what, what I'm supposed to be, without ever spending the time to get to know who God is and who you are. And it's only in doing that that the call to mission begins to emerge in our lives. I knew this young lady who uh, underwent like this really powerful conversion. She went from kind of drinking and partying and living for herself to suddenly discovering that God is real, that he's alive. And her first question was, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do with my life? If God is real, it means he probably has a plan and do I need to get married? Am I, supposed to, am I called to become a nun? Go live in a convent? Should I, what should I study in school? Should I get a job? What do I, should I go work for the church? I, I don't know what to do. And she was like losing sleep over this. She was so frustrated and concerned and worried. And I just said, look, just relax. You just discovered God is real. Get to know him first. Like that's your starting point. See, if you're at a place in your life where you're asking yourself the question, God, what are you calling me to do? What am I supposed to do? The most important thing you need to know is this. But the first thing God wants from you is you. The first thing God wants from you is you. That's it. That's your first call. And that's your most important call. And if you never did anything else, that would be okay. Because this is the most important Now, if you do find yourself in a place where you're asking yourself the question, what am I called to do? I'm just going to give you three R's to remember. Okay? Three R's. Return, receive, and respond. First is return. Return to your relationship with God. Go deep in prayer and, and let him communicate his love to you. Experience his presence deeply in prayer. And as you do that, ask him to reveal to you who you are as a, as a son or daughter of God. And this is not, see, this is not something that's one and done. I have to do this constantly because it's so easy to forget who I am because uh, who I am begins to become determined by what I do. But that's not who I am. So I have to constantly return to my relationship with God and receive from his hands who I am. And once I've done that, then I can begin to respond to the call that emerges from my life. Return, receive, respond. I want to end with a story about my friend Ben. And uh, Ben grew up in a really wealthy family of high social status, from a young age, he was basically destined to serve in public service uh, or governance. Um, he left home as a young man to go study at school in the big city. When he got there, he was dismayed by the moral decadence that he saw around him in the, in the lifestyles of, 
of the other students. And so instead of trying to figure out what am I going to do, he returned to his relationship with God. You see, he was concerned that he might lose himself. And so he returned to his relationship with God. And Ben's maxim was, prefer nothing to the love of Christ. Prefer nothing to the love of Christ. Like, that's the most important thing. And so in order to do that, he, he did something radical. He went to live in the wilderness by himself as a kind of hermit so he could just focus on his relationship with God. And in doing, the, doing so, he began to really discover who he was and who he was called to be. And something began to emerge from that time. Other men and women would come to him in the wilderness seeking his advice and his wisdom and his prayers for his connection to God. And eventually, other young men like himself, so inspired by his witness, began following him and gathering around him to learn from him and be taught from him. And, and, and Ben began to experience this kind of call to be a spiritual father to these young men. What he did was he ended up writing sort of a, a way of life for them to follow. And Ben began establishing these communities all over the place. And what happened was Ben actually it impacted the course and direction of history as a consequence of this call on his life. Now you may know him better by his name, St. Benedict of Nursia, our namesake here at St. Benedict Parish. And St. Benedict was born at a time where, where Western civilization as it was known up to that point was collapsing. The Roman Empire was collapsing. And the, and the world was thrust into the Dark Ages. But historians will tell you that the monastery system that St. Benedict invented ended up saving Western civilization. And it's been the dominant form of uh, monastery monasticism in the West for 1,500 years. There are men and women all around the world who live according uh, to the rule that he invented. But he never set out to do that. He set out to seek God with his whole heart and his whole life. And eventually this call emerged and he changed history. And I just find myself wondering, are there men and women today watching who are the future St. Benedicts, the St. Benedicts of our generation? I wonder if there are men and women today who will prefer nothing to the love of Christ, who will respond generously to that first and primary call to seek him with their whole hearts and to know God. I wonder if there are men and women who will refuse to be identified by what the world says and what the culture we live in tells us and will instead receive their identity from the hands of God alone. And I wonder if there are men and women who, living out their fundamental relationship with God, their, their foundational identity in him, will respond generously and radically to the call to be disciples who go out and transform the world. You see, here at St. Benedict, we are called to be disciples who joyfully live out the mission of Jesus Christ. And you have been called into relationship with God. 
You have been called to be his son or his daughter, and you have been called to go and transform the world. This is your call. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.